Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast, our short version study of the book of Hebrews. And we are moving along in chapter 7, and we're in the middle of the discussion about Jesus being a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. In the last episode, we saw how the writer of Hebrews uses the economy of the tithe that was given to the priest, the Levitical priest of the Old Testament under the law, and he uses that principle to highlight that since Abraham tithed to Melchizedek, even before there was a Levitical priesthood, and then through what we talked about, this corporate identity, he makes a connection that Levi actually tithed to Melchizedek because he was in the loins of Abraham. So there's this interesting connection that he's making, all because he wants to stress the fact that Jesus receives his priesthood from a priesthood outside the line of the Levitical priesthood. So in verses 11 through 17, he's going to continue to elaborate on this truth. This is obviously a very important thing for the writer of Hebrews to establish. As I've said before, the priesthood, the temple, the sacrificial system, these were all very critical things for the Jewish religion. And the writer of Hebrews is showing without any doubt how Jesus is far superior to anything that Judaism had to offer. And so it's an encouragement to his Hebrew fellow believers not to turn away from Christ and from all they've received in their new experience with him. So I'm going to read verses 11 through 17 as we keep moving through this passage. Now, if perfection was through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it, the people received the law, what further need was there for another priest to arise according to the order of Melchizedek and not be designated according to the order of Aaron? For when the priesthood is changed of necessity, there takes place a change of law also. For the one concerning whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe from which no one has officiated at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, a tribe with reference to which Moses spoke nothing concerning priests. And this is clearer still If another priest arises according to the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become such not on the basis of a law of physical requirement, but according to the power of an incorruptible life? For it is attested of him, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Wow, so it's an interesting passage, and it continues to get more interesting as we go. So the writer is saying from right off the bat in verse 11, for if perfection, he uses this word perfection. We've seen this word before when we've talked about the idea of completeness. It's not perfection on a moral level of performing perfectly and getting everything right. It's more the idea of being full and being perfectly complete in the purpose of God. So he's saying that the complete purpose of God, the place where man could arrive in a condition of where he is acceptable and righteous and complete in the eyes of God, this was not possible through the Levitical priesthood. There was nothing the priest could do to bring mankind into that complete place that God wanted them to come. So there was a need for another priest to arise 
according to the order of Melchizedek, who was not according to the order of Aaron and the Levitical priests. So the writer tells us, for when the priesthood changes of necessity, there takes place a change of the law also. So it's going to become very clear that this is a huge shifting where God actually changes the priesthood and therefore changes the focus away from the law because God is going to establish Jesus according to a different priesthood. And the writer even points out that it's evident, he says in verse 14, that Jesus is not a descendant from the tribe of Levi. He's a descendant from the tribe of Judah. And this is a tribe that Moses never spoke anything concerning priest. And then he says, and again, in verse 15, it is clearer still if another priest arises to the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become so on the basis not of a physical law, but according to the power of an indestructible life, then how much more is a priest according to Melchizedek far superior to a priest according to the order of Levi and Aaron? So he's a priest according to an indestructible life. And I believe that reference there is not only to the mysterious personality of Melchizedek, that he doesn't have beginning or the end of days. He doesn't have a genealogy. We don't know who his mother and father is. We know that he doesn't have an indestructible life. This could only be a reference to Jesus. So Jesus is the one who, according to his priesthood, walks in an indestructible destructible life. And this is going to become more important as the writer of Hebrews continues to talk about the sacrifice that Jesus accomplished and the place that he occupies in offering eternal redemption to all of mankind because he walks in the expression and the reality of an indestructible life. He never dies. And so he offers up eternal salvation that we hold fast to the hope that we have steadfast anchored within the veil. And our hope is always based on the fact that we have eternal life. It's not based on the fact that we hope that things will work out good. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But what we have in life is a steadfast hope anchored and connected to salvation, to eternal salvation, because Jesus operates in the capacity of a priest according to the order of Melchizedek and according to the power of an indestructible life. And he quotes Psalm 110. And in that Psalm, David proclaimed, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So again, I come back to the fact that the writer is stressing the importance Remember, his audience is a Jewish audience, and they, more than any other audience, would have given utmost importance to the authority of priesthood based on the Levitical priesthood, based on the priesthood that was described and implemented by God through the law. But God in his sovereignty had chosen to establish Jesus somewhere outside of that line of priesthood so that he could be given a more powerful and a more authoritative priesthood where he 
could administer eternal salvation through the sacrifice of his very own life. Now, we're going to get in more to the sacrifice in the coming chapters, but from the very beginning, the very onset, the writer is going to establish this fundamental truth that Jesus occupies a greater priesthood, a priesthood that is far above any priesthood that the Jews had experienced in the past. And so as we consider this today, let's just be encouraged again over and over that we have a great high priest who has done for us what no other priest was ever able to do. He actually opened the way to free access into the presence of God, something that the Israelites had never been able to experience in all their experiences in worshiping God over all the centuries, and something that mankind had never been able to experience until Jesus comes at the right time to step into his capacity as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek and according to the power of an incorruptible life. He makes away. So be blessed today. Be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.